What's up, everyone, and welcome to your destination for the biggest geek news and reactions in movies, TV, comics, and gaming. This week, it's 4th of July, and there's no one more American than Superman, but he doesn't always seem to work in pop culture, so we are going to try and figure out why not. So don't go anywhere, because I'm Chris. And I'm Don, and this is Raised a Geek. Let's go! And we are back. Welcome, everyone, to episode 62 of Raise the Geek. I'm Chris, and as always, I'm here with my buddy, Don. How are we doing, man? Chris, what is up today, my friend? We are doing okay, as usual. Probably getting used to me saying that, because it's always okay. Everything's hey, okay. That's, that's good. It's better than uh, terrible. <laughs> better than Better than terrible. If I got on here and told you things were terrible, we might have a bad show. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, everything's okay. Just trying to enjoy this long weekend. We are here having uh, Independence Day, Fourth of July. Are you going to watch Independence Day? Will Smith? Do you celebrate every year by watching the classic Will Smith, uh, Bill Pullman, and others alien invasion movie? Is that on your to-do list? Yeah, I mean, it'll end up on. <laughs> That one in Battleship or two that always just end up on at some point this weekend. Battleship? Is that Independence Day? I've never seen Battleship. You never saw so. Battleship? Nope. Am I missing out? I don't know. No, it's no, not really. It's um it's entertaining. I like that movie for whatever reason, but it is super patriotic. But one of the things they did in that movie, because I, I when I when I watched it the first time, I was like, this movie is terrible. Like the acting's bad. What is going on? And then halfway through, I started thinking about it because it's very like Memorial Day, veterans, you know, like mm -hmm. it's very patriotic of a movie. And I said, I bet you some of these actors are veterans. And then afterwards, I looked it up and like the entire cast, uh, Peter Berg, I think, was the director of that. He cast actual veterans in these these roles. So like one of the main characters is this guy who has no legs. It's a, just a veteran who lost his legs in, in, in the war. And like he's in the movie as one of the main characters. But I was like, man, he's kind of a all over the place actor. But then like when you see that, it just takes a different thing when you realize that everyone in this movie is like a veteran of one way or another. So it takes that pride there with that American thing. And it really kind of makes the movie fun in that way once you know that as a thing. So, I mean, it's more like Transformers at sea. I also have a soft spot for movies on the water. I like water <laughs> movies. Waterworld. Yeah, man. Waterworld is like a legit movie now you watch that movie they don't make movies like that anymore i watched Waterworld not too long ago like for the 20th anniversary or whatever it was and that movie is huge like the sets that they built the explosions the stunts they don't they don't do that anymore in movies it was yeah. like the last blockbuster ever made you know of that until, era of just that era that was like the last movie like 97 or whenever it was that was just like a big budget blockbuster practical okay, I don't I don't sleep on Waterworld. <laughs> Waterworld is is good. Uh and it sounds like I'm missing out by not watching Battleship. So maybe well that'll make its way to my watch list one of these days. Isn't it ba it's based on the yeah, classic board game. board game, right? Dude, there's a part in that where they actually they're playing Battleship. It's hilarious. They're actually like literally playing Battleship but in real life. 
So while the, while this big water war is going on, does anybody scream like "You sunk my battleship"? You sunk my dinghy. I don't. I don't uh, think so. But I would be surprised if they didn't. So it might be in there somewhere. It has been a little bit since I put it on, but I always I end mean, up usually watching that one over one of these holiday weekends. It's always playing on TNT, and I always end up turning it on. And it's I it's mean, an I, easy I, one. I like playing the game Battleship. So why not? Why not the movie? It's uh, definitely a little bit different from the game, but a little bit, a little different. You know, there's the, something about the you know the aliens coming down from space, and you know, <laughs> sure. Navy but, versus aliens. Yeah, but it just I don't know, and they they just they have one part in that that it's just I love. So it's just kind of sometimes all you need is like one part of a movie, and you like the whole movie, and that's kind of what that one is, I think. All right, guys, stay tuned. Battleship review episode coming soon to a <laughs> Raise the Geek podcast near you. I would be 100% down with that because, like <laughs> I said, that movie made me like Ty- Taylor Kitsch, who keep, got a bad rap all the all those uh, times. Gambit. That's my Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> he was Gambit, wasn't he? He was. Well, I'm glad you brought up Wolverine because we're actually about to talk about Wolverine. But before we talk about Wolverine, just make sure... The only time we're going to get it out this time. You like, subscribe, follow this podcast so you don't miss an episode. All podcasts, all social media services. You want to join the conversation, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Raise the Geek or shoot us an email, raise the geek at gmail.com. And also just hit us up with those five star reviews, thumbs up, whatever you need. Helps the show out a lot. We appreciate each and every one of you for doing it. We do every each and every time. Again, thanks for listening. Greatly appreciated. Back to Wolverine. So the mm-hmm. Russo brothers, the directors of many MCU movies, um, wants to continue their love affair with Chris Evans. And they made some comments about how Chris Evans would be perfect as Wolverine. Mm. Now, we know we're getting a new Wolverine at some point. We know it's most ob- obviously probably not going to be Hugh Jackman. We're going to end up. But Chris Evans, I mean, can he be a superhero for now a third time? Is it even the third time? Isn't this like the fifth time he was in? He was in uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Now he wasn't a superhero, but he, that's a comic book movie. Yeah. He was also in like the losers. He was, which I think is a based that's on a comic, a comic book. book. You're right. So that's two right there. Then you got fantastic four and captain America. So that's four. And as you're saying it, he was in this movie. I just saw like the cover somewhere called push with like Dakota fanning. Uh-huh. And he was in that, and that is super, like a superhero thing as well. He was a superhero in that one, too, I think. I never I mean, watched it. Isn't Snowpiercer like a graphic novel? I could be wrong on that, but I could swear that Snowpiercer is a graphic novel. It might, <laughs> it might be originally. It might be originally a graphic novel. I'd have to look that up if the original movie was based off of the... Uh, yeah, I think I read that somewhere before. If I'm wrong, we'll correct ourselves, but man... So yep, that's at right. least okay. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. Um, so dude's been in he's probably got the title for most yeah, comic yeah. book adaptations for any actor. Um when I did see this, I was like, okay, kind of an eye roll. Like yeah, I yeah. get it, I get it. You as the Russos, you like Chris, you like Chris Evans, you've worked with him plenty of times now, probably on like you know, two Captain America movies. Uh Two Avengers movies, so they're, I'm sure, all friendly, and they really like Chris. But come on, like, let's get real. It's not going to happen for one. No. Uh, 
it, it would be far too weird. Like Kevin Feige would never sign off on it. You're not going to have a man who had <clears throat> three Captain America movies and countless other appearances in Avengers movies and whatever else come in then to also play another iconic Marvel character and not think you're not going to confuse people. Uh, so it, it's never going to happen. No. And there's just a ton of other, I think, worthy actors who could do the role. Yes. Like you said, Hugh Jackman is likely not to come back. Um, you know, he's an older guy now and kind of said Logan was his last last thing he was ever going to do. If he ever was going to do it again, it would have been at the request of Ryan Reynolds because they've had like their back and forth through the years. Like they're friendly in real life. And and Ryan has said he, he'd love Hugh to come back and kind of act with him in the role. But it's not going to happen. So let's just let's well, just if he was going to do it again, it would be for Deadpool three. Right. And that would be so and it would be a cameo or a joke or something. I can't imagine him doing much for it, but I wouldn't be surprised if he turns up in some capacity in Deadpool three. But outside of that, I don't obviously he's not going to be when they're kickstarting the X-Men. However, they decide to do that. It ain't going to be with Hugh Jackman. Now, like in a related in related news, which I don't even know if I mentioned to you, you, you could have seen it, too. This stuff just pops up here and there. But I did see a story either today or yesterday about um the actor Taron Egerton. Mm-hmm. You know I'm talking about he's yep. in like the, the Kingsman. Uh, the Kingsman guy and he's in some a few other things, most well known for the Kingsman stuff. But he had an interview with somebody saying, you know, he has been talking to Kevin Feige about joining the MCU and he's in talks for whatever and he's just they're just having conversations. And whatever this interviewer asked him uh, the interviewer brought up, well, is it for Wolverine? And I guess the reaction from Taron Egerton was like just kind of a little smile and saying, well, if it, that does come around, I'd love to talk about it. So he kind of put it out there being like, maybe I'm the next Wolverine. And that has been a name that has kind of been attached as a fan casting for okay. a little while. So, hey, that's just a name to throw in the hat. You know, you never know. He's kind of cut his chops on a few things now. and. Does he have the look? I mean, they could give him the look. He's a. Uh, it, it'd be nice to have a shorter Wolverine. I yes. mean, Wolverine is a short guy. Uh, Hugh Jackman is. That was always his thing. He was kind of like a little too big for the role. I mean, he was great once he got in and started doing his acting, but he didn't have like the comic accurate look. Someone like Terror Taron Egerton or something like that would match the look a little more. I think, but uh, I don't know. We'll see what comes with that. That would be interesting. That'd be interesting. Uh, back to Chris Evans. I think they missed the opportunity to mm -hmm. have fun with him for Dr. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And they should have, when they were jumping in these things, they should have had him as the human torch. That could have been funny. That should, he should have been, but I mean, whether he's on the council or wherever they were, um, the Illuminati, but mm -hmm. I mean, I think they should have done something with that. I think it's kind of a shame that they didn't, take that opportunity to do that that would have been a fun that idea could have been bounced around too i'm sure it was and uh i think i even saw something from evan saying he's more likely someone asked him if he would ever return as captain america and he said you know it would take something monumental to bring him back because one he said that's anthony mackie's role now he he doesn't want to step on anything like that yeah he said, I had my time. It was my time. Something with monumental would have to happen. But in the same breath, he was like, you know, I'm more likely to return as Human Torch 
or something than Captain America. Uh, so yeah, that would that could have been something that would have been interesting for Doctor Strange. Yeah, I think that would have been fun. Now, if they're planning on something else, like I said, we're going to find out at some point where, where Phase 4 is going, and Kevin Feige said in the next couple of months we're going to know, so I'm assuming maybe we're getting some kind of announcements at Comic-Con about what the next what this or where this arc is going where this train is mm. taking us so maybe because more multiverse if we really start diving heavy in this multiverse you know anything can happen yeah they kind of the multiverse opens up a lot of doors you can go a lot of different ways a lot of um you know fan service you can do at the same time as casting new roles and like we kind of talked about in our last episode we hope that we get a little more guidance on where this phase four phase five is going so I'm excited. Well, one place we know it's not going is Chris Evans' Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, we know. That was, just the the, Rus- that was just the Russos being silly Billy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The silly Billy. The, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the uh, other th- news that came out this week was very random completely, where on the Howard Stern show on Sirius XM, he went to cut to commercial and left his microphone on apparently and mm-hmm. was talking to his producers about his crazy summer and how he's been talking with Kevin Feige about how he's in this involved. project coming in. Yeah. He's involved in this project. You know, I'm doing Dr. Doom this summer and they're like, Oh, and he was dreading how busy his summer is going to be. But you know what, Don, there hasn't been a Dr. Doom project announced no. at all. So what the hell was Howard Stern talking about? And like, what is this? (laughs) I, yeah, I saw this and um, it raises a few eyebrows, but then I I listened to the clip and it's hard to tell whether this is a prank or, or something legit because it doesn't seem like it should be legit. What, what would Howard Stern have any involvement in an MCU project? Um, I mean, he's not going to be Dr. Doom as an actor i mean that would just be franchise suicide i think uh howard stern's not known for his acting except for private parts you know what i mean he's not a guy like that if he's involved in some kind of production or writing credit or something i have no idea so i don't know what to believe with this if it's just like a a prank or or whatever but yeah still still just a little interesting that he mentioned doctor doom unprovoked and it's kind of like a hot mic moment. It kind of yeah, seemed the like... commercials were playing in the background. Like it was hard to right. understand him because the commercials were playing. Exactly. So I was like, man, that's a detailed like moment. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. also I, the part that weirds me out is like, what is a Dr. Doom project? Right. Like I mean, that doesn't sound like fantastic four it's dr Mm -hmm. doom so what is what is what are we getting here i mean he can be a side character he could be apparently i was reading up some articles and one of his other producers was in uh, guardians of the galaxy 2 and uh they've had some people within the mcu and howard stern kind of cross paths before so it's believable that at some point he could be in a movie doing something but yes what's a dr doom project yeah that's a good question because if it was fantastic four he would have just said fantastic four yeah so i got to imagine if he unless he is dr doom that'd be the only way he would actually say it but yes the idea of them casting howard stern at 16 there's no chance in hell yeah there's (laughs) just that would be that's where this level enters prank level yeah there's no chance in hell that's happening um 
He does kind of look like an old Adam Driver, unless they want to make him old Dr. Doom and have Adam Driver be Dr. Doom. That's just my fan casting. Uh, but anyway, um, I don't know. What could a doctor? He said Dr. Doom. What would Dr. Doom be? It's not Fantastic Four. Like, if he's being authentic and it's a real thing, like, do you think the MCU could be doing a Dr. Doom show that would be before Fantastic Four? And like be be our introduction, like his origin story before we get to that movie. But he's telling I, it as an old man. Uh, I don't know. Like he's the part that confuses me because like, yeah, OK, Dr. Doom, that sounds like a show to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, Dr. Doom he's doing a Dr. Doom show. He's going to be on it because that'd be the only way because I, I can't imagine I'm doing a Dr. Doom movie like that just doesn't make no, any sense. No, that's not going to. So happen. it has to be a show if we're taking everything for face value. So it has to be, but then what kind of show would it be that he would be in? Unless once again, he's just a side character, a father, uh, a professor, you know, he's just somewhere in there, but then at the same time, would he be distracting? Is he someone that could be (laughs) distracting? Yeah. Like someone who looks like he doesn't belong in this universe. Like if he's going to be like the professor that worked with Victor. Right. Something you know, like, like and teaches him how to do stuff or, you know, trains him or, you know, inspires him. Is that going to look funny? Oh, it would look funny <laughs> because Howard Stern looks funny uh, and he's just Howard Stern. He's not an actor. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what to believe at this point. It's, it's a very it's confusing news. This is like one of those kind of things, though, where, where somebody accidentally leaks something and then all of a sudden you get news. Yeah. Uh, so if it is true, I'd expect us to hear something more concrete in the coming weeks, months about the project actually existing. Because once somebody accidentally leaks things, you know, the same thing happened with Jamie Foxx when he leaked Electro. Then all of a sudden we had Electro news and, and Dr. Octopus news. Uh, this yeah, those guys more... did not give a fuck about NDAs, man. Sure didn't. Sure didn't. Um, I'm sure they had Kevin Feige punching walls <laughs> in his yeah. uh, compound or whatever. But uh, yeah, we'll compound. see. <laughs> we'll see what happens with this. Yeah, yeah, and Comic Con's in a couple of weeks, so I'm sure we'll get a lot of answers here in the next couple of weeks, and we'll have plenty more to talk about. But yes. um, today, as we said in the opening here, Fourth of July, Happy Fourth of July, Don. We didn't say it in the beginning. We got distracted by uh, talking about things, but. We Happy did Fourth of July. Hope hope you had a good one. Yeah, we're two days before it, but this will drop two days after it. So you know, I don't know if talk present well, or past tense. <laughs> we're in Fourth of July week, so Happy Fourth of July, Happy Independence Day week to everyone listening. Uh, who listens to us in America anyway? If you're listening in a another country, just ride along with us here on this one. Mm-hmm. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man happy fourth of july everybody and that's why we're here to talk about superman because outside of captain america is there another american icon superhero uh that comes to mind that's more you know important and prestigious than superman i, I mean I, I think it's those two pretty much but when you think america you think superman don't you yeah i mean true yeah. justice in the american way i mean that was his phrase for 80 years <laughs> Yeah, until they just recently changed it to truth, justice, and a hope for a better tomorrow, yes. which we get because 
one superman doesn't just protect america he protects the entire earth so it makes sense yep and uh but yeah for like you said for a long time it was the american way so salute superman america we're gonna talk about him absolutely but before we do we want to make sure you know that this episode of raise the geek is sponsored by anchor.fm so as we said before the break no one's more American than Superman. We we're trying to figure out what to talk about for this 4th of July weekend, Superman. But as we were kind of preparing and having our conversation, one of the questions that kind of came up was, why doesn't Superman, being one of the biggest like American characters and one of the biggest comic book characters since, you know, what, 1938 or whatever, like Superman's been around for 100 years, thousands of comic books, pretty much 100 years, pushing 100 years. It's getting there. It's getting there. 80 years. I know we did an 80 year anniversary not too long ago. So, I mean, he's been around for pushing a century. He's been, like I said, one of the most popular comic book characters of all time. But when it comes to trying to take him off of the comic books and bring him to any other medium, he just does not seem to work. And then now that there's highs and lows to this process here, and we're going to go through it, but it's just really weird that this character, Superman, Americana all wrapped up in a cape doesn't really work as a movie anymore. Right. That's weird. It is a little weird. And we kind of were talking about it a little bit before, but you do your Mount Rushmore of superheroes. And honestly, you could even take away the fourth guy. If there's three, three heads up there, it's Batman, it's Spider-Man and it's Superman. And you can argue, you know, and debate till the sun goes down about who's the top. But a lot of people will say Superman Mm -hmm. and they'd be rightful in that argument. Um, So yeah, he's, he's definitely like a top guy. So why doesn't he transition as well to adaptations as say Spider-Man does or Batman does now, of course there's been multiple actors playing Spider-Man and Batman too, but just something about those two characters, like the reception always seems to be better uh, for who's playing it, how many movies they're going to get, how accepted they are in public. And for some reason, people always have an issue with who's playing Superman and why it doesn't work. And a guy will only get, you know, one movie and then he's gone or one show. And you always have an issue with, I don't, I don't know. And we're, we're, that's what we're here to try to figure out is like why, why this keeps happening to arguably the most popular superhero in comic books. Um, and I don't know. So I guess we're going to figure it out here. Try to have a little conversation about it. It should be a no brainer, like Superman movies. I mean, that should make all the sense in the world, but I mean, they literally, went from 1987 to 2006 without being able to bring Superman to the big screen. They made like five Mm -hmm. Batman movies in that time. They made even there were a couple Spider-Man movies out at that point, you know, like Mm -hmm. so much happened in that time and they couldn't figure out how to bring Superman to the big screen. And then even after that 2006 movie, we went all the way to 2013 again before we could get another Superman movie. Like, that's crazy. Why, why is that? Do you I, think? I don't know if there's something in there with Superman being invulnerable to everything. Like it's the formula, like every movie that we've seen and we really talk about 
they kind of follow that same formula. You know, he never really had, especially in the older movies, he rarely had like the big bad, the doomsday or the big like thing where there was really like a threat for him. Mm -hmm. It was always Lex Luthor trying to do some kind of plot. He had some kryptonite. He had to save Lois. Like the plot was very, they never really dove too deep into the weird of Superman. They never brought in Brainiac. They never brought in any of these other really major characters that really would challenge him in different ways or put him in situations that it wasn't obvious that he could just punch his way out of. And I think that that could be something with it. Like I said, I've enjoyed almost every Superman movie. So it's hard for me to really dive into what doesn't work. Um, I could tell you what didn't work with this last run, which I'll talk, talk about when we get there. But I think that's, I mean, that's the only thing that jumps out at me as to what might not. Do you have a different theory? No, uh, because when it came back to me to answer that same question, I was going to say the same thing. It's, a lot to do with the invulnerability of him that the only way to get at Superman is kryptonite. Mm -hmm. And like, that's his only weakness. So, you know, whenever he goes into any situation, like the bullets are going to bounce off him. The, the bomb isn't going to hurt him. The, you know, gangster on the street isn't going to do anything to him unless he has kryptonite. Like, I think that's why people, gravitate towards batman is because he's like just a man so so many things can go wrong uh he can get in any kind of situation and you, you can identify with batman more because you look at batman and you're like oh, yeah that could be me <laughs> if some if i had a bad day and they killed my parents like i could have been batman you couldn't have been <laughs> you couldn't be superman though no. you're not an alien from another planet who comes here and bullets bounce off you and you can fly and you have laser eyes i mean i love superman i i always have and like through my course of doing research for this episode i think i even realized i love superman even more but it's harder to identify with him than say a batman or a superman or somebody more able to be defeated if that makes sense. No, it does. And I think it comes down to like, we always talk about the the street heroes, you know, all oh, we love daredevil and with, you know, Batman and all these one, you know, like I said, these superheroes that fight on the streets and have all of that stuff. And they're very like low key or something we thought Moon Knight was going to be and stuff. Well, Superman isn't a street hero. Like Superman needs the bigger picture. He needs the like world ending catastrophe. And when it comes to at least films, he never was given that rarely. I mean, I know, Christopher Reeves Superman had a couple moments where he, they kind of challenged him a little bit heavier. Um, and where he's saving cats out of trees. And but yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> you know, he was yeah. saving cats out of trees and he was just stopping robberies and stopping Lex Luthor from, you know, buying land. Sure. You know what I mean? Like you just never had those big, big, like epic apocalyptic moments that I think superhero needs. And when you read the comics, that's a lot of the stuff, you know, Titans are coming out of the, the ocean for him to fight. And like these things that are like, you know, creating tsunamis that are destroying the city metropolis, you know, like crazy things are happening where there's mass casualties and Superman needs to be there. And that's how the comic books work. And I think that's just something that the movies never dove into. I mean, Zack Snyder, I think was heading that way, but. Yeah, never really got to that level either. Yeah, it's a balancing act, and they had they had trouble they had trouble balancing in that because you do need something to challenge Superman, and at the same time, 
Superman presents a problem in a way that like you look at Zack Snyder's Justice League and the only reason that movie exists is because Superman was out of the picture for the whole, you know, first two thirds of it. Yeah. Uh, because if he was around the whole time, there wouldn't be a problem because he can kick anyone's ass. Like he he's stronger than the entire Justice League. You know what I mean? There wouldn't have been a problem if he's around. We wouldn't have had an issue with this with this big dude from Dark Dark Side's army because Superman would have been able to just take care of him from from the beginning. What happened so when he, Superman showed up? Exactly. Exactly. He just started mopping the floor with everybody. So yeah, it was it's a, awesome. It's, yeah, it was, uh, but but it's a problem that exists. And like, well, what do we need the rest of the Justice League for when Superman can do everything? Uh, so well, I, I feel like that's kind of the disconnect sometimes with people is like he's just too damn powerful. That I agree with. But why, when we're talking about these big apocalyptic like scenarios, why does it seem like Superman as a character works better on TV? Mm-hmm. when that's i mean that's smaller scale for the majority right yeah i mean i've never i've i've watched a lot of superman tv but i've never been obsessed with it so mm-hmm. but i mean everybody loves smallville smallville was on for 10 years you know everybody uh and i don't know if everyone loved lois and clark but <laughs> it was on for a long time but it was on for they got six i mean it was on from 93 to 97 so i mean they got five or six years to to do their thing so i mean it was one of those things where the character why does he seem to work when you kind of almost put him into a sitcom setting or a teen soap opera why does why do you think he works at that level yeah i don't know it, it's maybe weird, it's, right? just, it's it's smaller scale adventures and people are just tuning in. I, I, I mean, I guess I, I really don't have an answer. I will get into it a little bit, but I think this last iteration of Superman in the movies, Henry Cavill could have worked under different circumstances. Um, if they would have approached Henry Cavill Superman differently, we could have been on our third man of steel movie by now, but as we all know, that's not the route that got taken. It went a completely different way and we'll, we'll get all into that. But yeah, for some reason, the TV kind of works. I mean, Smallville, Smallville kind of was cheating a little bit because yeah. it's Superman still in his hometown. He's never really Superman. He just kind of like pops out the powers here and there. And it's just a week to week adventure. Um, I'm not going to lie and say, I remember too much about what every episode of Lois and Clark was like, like what Dean Kane Superman was facing. Was it just, you know, crime of the week episodes, but I mean, whatever they did for some reason, it lasted six years. Uh, Batman, the um, Batman, Superman, the animated series is a whole different thing. They can, with animation, you can do whatever you want, send him off to space, having him fighting bank robbers, everything. But, uh, yeah, for some reason, the, the TV shows kind of seem to stick more than the movies. And I can't really explain why. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Well, let's talk about let's talk about the movies a little bit, because you just watched the original Superman from 1978 starring Christopher Reeve and uh, Gene Hackman as uh, Lex Luthor. Yep. And all of its before we were born glory. Yeah, man. And this was really one of the first real, I mean, big budget superhero films 
ever made, I think. I mean, I know that we had characters on TV and we had different things, but I think this was like the first motion picture. Like this was, this was the real deal, man. Marlon Brando was in there. <laughs> yeah. Richard Donner directed this and Marlon Brando were, it was funny when I was watching this Marlon Brando and um, Gene Hackman were credited above Superman. Yeah. Like it was, the, it was their two names. And then the Superman, you know, title card came. And then it was Christopher Reeve, like third. I was like, wow, that's funny. Uh, right. I don't know if he was Christopher Reeve, like a newcomer to movies back then yeah, before. I think he, like, he probably was. Yeah, I think he was relatively new. It, it was sure. definitely the role that skyrocketed him. Most definitely. Uh, but yeah, man, I wanted to rewatch that movie uh, before we had this conversation because it has been quite a while for me for that. For any of the four Christopher Reeve movies, there was four, right? They yeah. did Superman four. Um, yeah, man, it was it was it's crazy how iconic that movie is. But looking at it, like we've talked about this before with older movies, just looking at it with your modern eye, how just some how silly some of it looks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I had fun with it, and I kind of just wanted to focus in on Christopher Reeve's performance. And why people, you know, he's a beloved portrayal of Superman uh, that people still to this day compare modern day to like, well, he's not Christopher Reeve. And you got to go back and look and be like, well, why do people still love Christopher Reeve's performance so much? And I get it. I get it. He's got the look. Um, He plays a good Clark. That's really important. He plays a really good Clark. And, you know as old as the movie seems his Superman is still just the Superman you get in comic books, like the boy scout. That's what they call him. That's what Mm -hmm. Batman calls him. He's the, he's the big blue boy scout. He's, you know, he can't tell a lie. He, as you know, he saves Lois Lane from a, from a helicopter crash at the beginning of the movie. And he's basically telling her like, you know, I hope this doesn't turn you off of air travel. It's still, uh, (laughs) You know, mathematically the safest way to travel, just like the Superman just like oozed through. Um, yeah, I don't know. And like I said, the look, the attitude, everything, it was just was he the perfect Superman? It's up for argument, but it took me back and I, I really enjoyed myself. What did what do you think of Christopher Reeve, man, as Superman? Like, do you got any fond memories and just what did you think overall of that? I mean, guy? he's at the rate that we're going, I think he'll always be Superman. Um, he's it's probably when you when you talk about Superman movies, I think he's the first thing that pops into my head. Um, he's just who I picture because, like I said, I grew up with those movies. Um, the third one scared the shit out of me, but I loved the fourth one, which yeah. everyone hated. But as a kid, everyone yeah. was like, you know, as a kid, Superman fighting nuclear man was like legit, yeah. man. That was that was some badass shit when I was, you know. <laughs> right or whatever i was um now i'm sure it's terrible and the third one which i think everyone says is really good i, I have to go back and watch it that one scared me as a kid so i'd watch that movie but i hated the ending because the end uh-huh. scared me but i watched all of those superman movies over and over and over again as a kid so i mean christopher reeve is really superman um to me ultimately um and yeah i, I agree with you he just 
oozes what that character is. And because of what he did in that role, I think that's what's branded that character as to who he is. And I think there's so much, so many character traits that still live today in the comics and everything else that was probably brought in from his portrayal of the character. You know, I just feel like he just really took it over at the, at, at the time in which he did. And then now it's so much time has passed. And I mean, we can't even tell how many, how much influence still exists from his portrayal in even the comic books to, to, to today, you know, and I'm, I can guarantee you, um, Tyler Hochlin, I think is how you say his last name, who's currently mm-hmm. playing Superman on TV on uh, Superman and Lois. I mean, you can tell he's thinking of Christopher Reeves when he oh, yeah. on the Cape. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where I think he's just is Superman and it, it was yeah. just the perfect role. I honestly, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think everybody who's played the role since has kind of taken a piece of what they got from Christopher Reeve and like put it in their portrayal. Yeah. Um, and the same, the same can be said for everybody, probably every comic book writer who writes Superman comics and mm-hmm. they think of Christopher Reeve and, and take something from those portrayals. Um, it's pretty crazy when you start thinking about it, like he's the definitive He's the definitive, he like kind of is the blueprint. You know what I mean? Nobody really had exposure to Superman in that way until those movies. And that's what's crazy. And that's why we're kind of having this conversation is he was Superman from 1978 to 1987, four movies. Yep. He is still the blueprint for being Superman. Like no one else has been able to take that role and to do anything else with it. Right. To the till now, I mean, we're 40 years later and we're still trying to figure out how to make a Superman movie. Like, I don't, I, it's, it's baffling. Like I said, how many Batmans have we had? Every Batman we've had, like, steps it up yeah. and does something different and makes it their own. You know, we had Keaton and then we had the couple, you know, the Clooney's and the Kilmer, which were fine for what they did. But then we had Christian Bale who upped the ante. Then we had Ben Affleck who did his thing, you know, which was a different kind of Batman, which ties in with Henry Cavill's, uh, Superman, but then we tied it back around to uh, Robert, Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, who just did it, which he did. He did his own thing and made the character his own. And you can like look at all the Spider-Man and you could do that. But you, can you do that with Superman? <laughs> no, you can't. Like even with all those Batman, like you said, everybody took it a step. Yeah, everybody took it a step and everybody has their own Batman. You can argue with people all day like. Ben Affleck did it the best and Pattinson did it the best and Bale and no Keaton. We did a whole podcast about it. Check it out. Exactly. We did go back in our backlog. It's in there. But uh, when you talk Superman, people are still to this day, like, no man, Reeves. Yeah. Christopher Reeve. I just did it. (laughs) Right. Uh, So that's, that's pretty kind of a profound way. And it just speaks to his legacy as the character that it still hasn't been outdone. Uh, I mean, times have changed. The movies look different. Technology's advanced. So, of course, things look, you know, newer. But just for a pure Superman performance, it's still him. Yeah, 100%. You know? Like, it's it's crazy. Well, and then we tied into, because like you said, we Christopher Reeve finished being Superman in 1987. That was when mm-hmm. Superman 4 came out. 
He, he was done with the character and it took them till 2006 to figure out what kind of Superman movie to make next. We had all kinds of random castings and all, I mean, there's stories galore that you can sit on the internet and kill days reading all of the versions and all the directors and actors that were cast to be Superman at one point in time. And, um, until they could finally figure out and they tapped Brian Singer who left X-Men after he did X-Men one and two. And they said, come make Superman. And he said, hell yeah. And then the Superman he decided to make was Superman returns. And he didn't want to make his own movie. He wanted to make, continue Christopher Reeves, Superman. And he said, we're going to forget Superman three and four, but remember one and two. So it's confusing as hell already. If you're, you know, and, and I mean, this was 2006, the internet was barely a thing, you know, like, it's not now people have a little bit more of an understanding your general audience than trying to tell the casual moviegoer that this is Superman, but it's really Superman three. Super weird. As hell. Um, and they, they cast Brandon uh, Ruth as Superman. Mm-hmm. And he was basically tasked with being Christopher Reeve. He was. And he did an outstanding job of being, bringing that character, like bringing Christopher Reeve back to life in that role like he had the mannerisms he it felt like you were watching another superman movie i mean obviously they soundtracked and i mean all the homages paid that uh, brian singer paid to the richard donner first two superman movies were apparent mm-hmm. and it helped with that movie because if it didn't if that movie was made exactly like that but it didn't have any of that that movie would be garbage most definitely but brandon roth did a good job with being christopher reeve yeah, but you know what? It's such a weird position that he was put in. Oh, that, it was unfair. That everybody was put in. Um, it's just such a strange way to approach the making of that movie. Basically saying, I'm going to make a direct sequel to a movie from 30, 40 years ago. Uh, tell this guy hey man, go watch Superman one and two. That's you like not giving him any artistic, uh, you know, leeway to do kind of like his own interpretation, give a, give us a new story, whatever. It's just still to me, such a weird concept that they did that. And I think in the end kind of hurt that movie's legacy and kind of makes it a forgotten movie in the, in the grand scheme of things like, no one, no one talks about Superman Returns, dude. Like Brandon Ruth did everything he could. They've they've went and found a guy who could act, who looked like Christopher Reeve, made him copy all his mannerisms. Basically said, you know, you are him. Here's the script. Just do, just do this. It's just so, such a weird circumstance. And I don't know, man. I was excited about that movie when it came out. Like I tell you the story of me and my, I had a buddy who I lived with, man, and he. He absolutely worshipped Superman, Christopher Reeve Superman. Uh, so when this movie came out, he was super excited. And I still remember we went to the movie theater to see this on like opening weekend. And so we're sitting there, me, him and his brother. We're all super juiced, super hyped. It's a new Superman movie after God knows how 20 many something years. years. Yeah, 20 years. <laughs> and we're sitting there in the theater and there's a couple teenagers sitting a few uh, rows down from us. Now we know when we all go see movies, there's about 30 minutes of trailers, right? At least. So the trailers are going and these couple teenagers are just laughing and making jokes through all the trailers. Uh, 
talking really loud and like making obnoxious comments and whatever and then the so then the trailers are over and the movie starts and my buddy who loves superman gra- grabs a handful of popcorn and throws it down at these teenagers and they turn around and look he's like the movie started you better shut the fuck up this is <laughs> superman here and those oh. kids didn't talk for the rest of the movie so <laughs> that's my main memory of superman returns but uh yeah, man, I had fun with it up until, you know, the beginning of that movie is really good. Uh, I love the opening of that. I watched that movie. And there's two reasons for it. Um, I watched that movie up until the big plane crash scene, which is still early on in them. It's the still film. early on. It's really the first big action piece of the movie. And it's like a perfect movie. The first like half an hour of that movie. Everything else after that, I remember watching and enjoying. And I remember going, oh, it was fine. But it was a lot of heavy remake of the original. So then it's like, oh, you're like making it be the third, but it's still the same plot of Lex Luthor trying to build land for, you know, pulling a real estate scheme. And you're kind of just like, okay, whatever. And then, you know, having the whole thing with him having Lois Lane having his baby and there's like all kinds of random stuff in there that they they went with. So it's a little bit much. So nowadays I really make it the first 30 minutes and then I turn it off. I watched it not too long ago. I just put on the first 30 minutes when I saw it on HBO, plane crash scene. He saved everybody and it was like, and I was like, all right, I'm good. And I stop it. The second thing that hurts that movie for me, for whatever reason, well, there's obviously plenty of reasons. I struggle watching Kevin Spacey now. So that was the same thing that you that can't. really hurts that one um i think he was always a good lex luther but i just i don't know out of that's just a, that was just a weird that's just a weird situation and i struggle with yeah you him. can't you can't in good conscience watch a lot of <laughs> spacey stuff now even if it was a good film you just look at him and you're just like Ugh. yeah it's just i don't know if, i i try not to let outside the world stuff like change art but that one for whatever reason just yeah, some sometimes you can separate. I just the can't art help from, it. Yeah, sometimes you can separate the art from the artist, but in some cases, just like oh, that guy disgusts me. Look at him. I can't watch this. Yeah, and he's one that for whatever reason it's just like tainted his his legacy for me. So that's just my I personal agree. thing. But I do struggle with that for that movie as well. But that's not what we're here to talk about. So no, no, no. Um, I wish I I was granted I haven't watched it because I did not hang with the CW shows as much. I was always excited for the idea that Brandon Routh was getting his actual Superman like revival in that big multiverse mm. crossover that they did, um, where they had I think Tom Welling come back and be Superman, and they had Brandon Routh be Superman. And um, I always still really should go back and watch that miniseries because it, it sounded super cool at the time that they were bringing all these characters. It was like our first glimpse at doing a multiverse thing where they were bringing in all of yeah. these people including ezra miller as flash you know like they went all out for that and feel like it deserves to be watched yeah they kind of brought him back as like the kingdom come version of superman with like the grade temples yeah yeah uh when i saw those when i saw those shots i was like that's super cool i'm glad he's yeah. getting a chance to maybe do a little something more with the character i haven't watched it either so um who knows about that but you know and he- brandon ruth I, I feel like he he, he didn't get a fair shake and just kind of got written off and it's not his fault. Um, but it still is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. And he got, you know, seven years of being Adam on arrow and the CW sure. shows and he got to be a hero. And like I said, they let him do his Superman thing. So, I mean, I think overall he was ultimately successful, but 
he really, like you said, was just trying to be Christopher Reeve. So once again, wasn't able to uh, do anything. And then 2006, we didn't get another Superman until 2013. Ooh, yeah. So we went another, what's that, eight years? I don't know how to count. It's too late. Yeah, it's 2006 to 2013. <laughs> now we're just embarrassing ourselves. Six years. So <laughs> Henry Cavill shows up. Mm-hmm. Man of Steel, Zack Snyder, Man of yep. Steel, Superman, the height of superhero movies. I think we already had an Avengers movie by then, or we're pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Um, MCU was just getting kicked off. Superman, here we are, back to the big screen. And uh, once again, Chris was pumped up, and I was at that theater like, give me Superman now. And I can tell you with confidence, that movie is awesome. (laughs) Listen, I'll tell you with confidence, for me, Man of Steel is my favorite DCEU movie. Oh, 100%. Still to this day, like there's not one, there's not one better. That's the one that started it, and that's still the best one. So I'll just put that out there right now. How sad is that? Yeah. And and because they wanted to do that stupid DCEU thing that flopped, we never got a man of steel two. Mm-hmm. Henry Cavill never got to really be Superman. We yeah. never got anything. Nothing, nothing followed up this this great movie. It has its flaws, but I still love that movie. There's so much that was done right. The vision, there's so much that was so cool with that movie. And we never got anything. Nothing positive came out of it. Yeah. It's just kind of a bummer. It depends on who you want to blame. Uh, who gets the blame for it? Is it Zack Snyder? Is it WB? Is it a combination of both? But uh, I'm with you. I was super excited when Man of Steel came out. Saw it in the theater, loved it, still love it. Uh, rewatchable as hell, regardless of how long it is. It is a little long, a little heavy. It is a little long, but uh, yeah, man, I love I love Henry Cavill as Superman. I thought it was great casting. Uh, he took a lot of he took a lot of inspiration from the. Christopher Reeve performance and you know some stuff from comics and kind of made it his own and just made a full complete new character that I just really really enjoyed uh just loved that movie I don't know but what's a shame is that he never really got to be Superman right like I know we were talking about how nobody's done anything different with the character which Henry Cavell did and I appreciate what he did differently but one of the things that was always weird about the DCEU and his version of Superman was that he just never felt like Superman he never and it, this and the part that is Zack Snyder's fault I'm gonna I assume 100% is the color palette because he, his suit always looked gray and they were going that like, Hey, the dark Knight made us a, a billion dollars. Everybody loves Batman makes Superman dark. Well, fuck that. Superman isn't dark. Mm-hmm. Superman, like you said, is the boy scout. He needs bright colors and you know what? Everybody hates it and it is what it is. But that was the one thing I liked about Joss Wheaton's justice league was that when you watch that movie, Superman's suit is blue and red. Yeah. It's not muted gray. It's not anything. It's blue and red. And he, you could tell he was like, well, this isn't Superman. We need to add. So all that shit that he added into that movie was because he wanted to make Superman, Superman. Right. And that was the one thing I liked about that movie. It was I like, first thing was that it was under two hours. Hell yeah. Second <laughs> thing I liked about Joss Wheaton's cut was Superman. 
now minus the digitized mustache and all that crap. And like I said, it's still nowhere close to being perfect, but I will tell you, and this, this comes back to Snyder, that whole scene in uh, justice league with uh, when Superman comes back from the dead and fights everybody. That's like the greatest scene that Superman's ever done. <laughs> like, I love that scene so much. No, it's, it's a, per- it's a perfect scene where he just like starts cleaning house and yeah. saving everybody. And yeah. Uh, I love there's that great, scene. there's great parts in the Zack Snyder justice oh, league. I'm not going to lie about it. Uh, but I, I agree with you. You know, the worst thing that happened to man of steel and the potential future that movie would have had, or even just that movie itself was Christopher Nolan's dark Knight. Yeah. How much money it made, um, the tone Oscars. of it, yeah. Oscars, everything, the tone of it was its its tone. And so when the Superman project came along, they I'm I'm just guessing, but I'm I'm thinking the executives at DC and WB are sitting there like, well, we just have this Batman franchise that made us buku dollars. Let's make Superman just like that. They're going to love it. But you know what? At the end of the day, in the comic books, Superman and Batman are friends. But at the same time, they're two totally different worlds. Superman should exist outside of Batman. You don't need a Superman movie that is as dark in tone as a Batman movie. And that's what they did. And as much as I love that movie, I mean, that's what hurt it. And that's just like what made it not continue you know what i mean um yeah nobody wanted to see those characters like that right they they took the wrong approach superman doesn't need a scowl on his face like batman he he's he's a different character they're they're like two sides of a of the same coin you know superman is the boy scout he's the guy who's gonna help and smile and and give you a little speech afterwards and and just you know be positive be positive. He's not, he's not Batman. He's not an alien Batman. And that's kind of what Zack Snyder made him into as much as I love that movie. That's what that is. Well, and he says it in that movie, the S stands for hope. Did he ever give hope to anybody in those movies? (laughs) Exactly. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, on my planet, it says for hope. Cool, man. Well, where's the hope? Where's the hope? Why do you look depressed all the time? And why are you brooding? Like, why are you? I understand where they were going and stuff with that, but it's just there. And it's just a shame because I really think ultimately he could have been the best Superman if they would have let him be Superman. Mm-hmm. Like, because he was amazing in the role. He looks outstanding as Superman. And he just, oh, he had the look. He did Clark, he had the look, the acting. Like, I love Henry Cavell and seeing everything that he did and just knowing what he could have done if the powers that be would have allowed it. And once again, whether or not it's a scripting, whether or not it was directing, whether or not it was, you know, the uh, studio's involvement and the MCU involvement aspect of it. Um, that really kind of ruined so much. But I think Man of Steel showed a really good origin and it just does such a good job of showing what could be. And if turn up the colors a little bit, I know there's a YouTube video out there where someone took Man of Steel and turned up the colors and it looks amazing. And, you know, just those little things. But I think that that could have been so much more if there weren't so many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. And the the status part is like, we're here talking about mostly about the casting of Superman. When we think about these castings, 
Henry Cavill was it. You had him. You had him, dude. And it's it's really sad that we may never get him in another Superman movie again because, dude, you found your guy. That was him. He had, like you said, he had the look. He had the size. He's bigger than Christopher Reeve and Brandon Routh. He look, looks like Superman. You had this guy in the room. You could have made. You could have made. You could have made a perfect movie with him, and it would have been a worldwide phenomenon. Like this is Superman, dude. Look at him. He's Henry Cavill. He still wants to be Superman. I know. Like you still have him saying, "Hey, I'd be <laughs> happy to be Superman." WB announcing stuff that they're going to recast and he's getting pissed. Like, come on, you know, like he wants to be Superman and he knows he got the short end of the stick and we know he got the short end of the stick. And I would love some competent. I, I don't want to say competent, but I would just really like the right yeah. people involved to really give him the opportunity to be Superman. And he just, like I said, I don't think he ever got to really be Superman. Nah, man, the man of steel two never happening is like a crime. That you 100%. took him. That you took him straight to Batman versus Superman for that train wreck, and then into the whole drama of Justice League is like a crime, dude. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's a crime that mm-hmm. we never got Man of Steel two. That they, and then I'll go with the studios for that. That they decided, hey, we need to do the Justice League and MCU this, and it's like, come on, just give me, give me Man of Steel two. Yeah. Still want that. We movie. agree. We Still agree. want that movie. It's such a such a shame well now we have obviously there's been all kinds of people cast and and obviously we're going to get a new superman at some point now i have no idea who where i don't even know what that new superman project's going to be or what it's even going to look like when it actually hits the big screen at some point um so it's hard to even give an idea of what superman is going to be in the future or how long we're going to have to wait for it but what we don't have to wait for is uh Actors who almost played Superman. <laughs> yeah, there's been many. There has been many throughout the years. And there's been a lot of crazy ones from a lot of back in the day. So the original, like before Christopher Reeves got the role. Educate me here because I don't know all these. You're gonna have to tell me a few of these. <laughs> Some of them are pretty we're gonna we're gonna go through. One was uh Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, I had to think about who that was for a second. <laughs> uh, that okay. number one on this list, but uh, okay, okay. His agent was trying to get him, or her agent was trying to. Formerly Bruce Jenner. Formerly Bruce Jenner, Bruce Jenner um, uh-huh. was trying to get the role uh, that was after the 1976 Summer Olympics. Household name um, would have worked out. Uh, Muhammad Ali. Was, okay was named because of all of his work that he did with civil rights and so much. He, he, they, I mean, the 1978 DCs did a, a special issue of Superman versus Muhammad Ali. And, yeah. uh, a versus, very infamous comic book yeah. that you can Google, Google search that one that's out there, Superman versus Muhammad Ali. That's funny. So it was a thing, but of course it was 1978. So once the uh, producer realized that Muhammad Ali was African-American, it got shut down. Racism, racism, you know, (laughs) back in the 70s, uh, Neil Diamond. No, come on, man. In talks. Hey, he made uh, that up. Well, I'm reading it. Maybe (laughs) maybe Looper.com made it up. Um, But he said no. Said someone set up a meeting and he said no, because he was like, it's going to take too long to shoot. And his concert schedule is going to make him too much money. And he's like, nah, I'm not making a movie. But Neil Diamond was in talks. Um, Ben Affleck. 
was talked to be Superman when Kevin Smith was working. Um, when he did his Superman script, there were there were talks of Ben Affleck. How do you think Affleck would have done a Superman, a Kevin uh, Smith Superman? I remember hearing about that. Kevin Smith, you know, famously a big comic book guy and has written some stuff, comic books and Daredevil. He wrote for a while and he's he's done a few projects with Ben Affleck. So that one makes sense. I don't know how that would have worked. But who knows? We've seen Ben Affleck now as Daredevil and Batman. So who's to say? Who's to say? Um, the most infamous Nicolas Cage was yeah. cast in 1998 in Tim Burton's Superman Lives, which is such a notorious film for being made and never made. I yeah. mean, there's a documentary movie out there, which I wish I could find um, just talking about that of showing all of the scenes of him in costume and everything decked out. Well, we've, all, we've all seen the pictures out there. They exist yeah. of him in the costume and he's got long hair, kind of like a like the nineties comic book Superman did had the long flowing Superman air, yeah. but it's Nick cage. It's like Nick cage's face. It's just so weird. It, like it is some things just don't in your brain it just doesn't compute like seeing nick cage in a superman outfit is like i would have never believed that on screen it would have just been dude i'm looking at nicholas cage see but 1998 nicholas cage was the man but still but <laughs> yes on. yes no it would have been weird as hell a tim burton superman movie with nicholas cage i mean that's just like a fever dream come to life right um, that would have sure. been insane and if you read through like what that movie was actually about with brainiac and all the crazy shit that was supposed to be in that movie that movie would have been insane and nicholas cage been. is still going around talking about how don't never say never of me seeing that and they were dropping rumors that you know Flash is about to hit the multiverse. So what are the what are the odds of Nicolas Cage showing up in that suit? <laughs> Dude, I would bust up laughing. That would be the best thing and that the would, worst thing at the same time. It would make that movie worth it. Uh, Jensen Eccles was mm -hmm. uh, number two to Tom Welling for Smallville. Uh, Tom Soldier Welling, boy. Soldier Boy, and uh, if yeah, if Tom Welling would have said no, Jensen Eccles would have been Clark Kent in Smallville, and I could kind of see that. I think that probably would have made a lot of sense i can almost see him even doing it for a movie like, watching after watching soldier boy here over on the boys now i could i could see yeah. that i'd, I'd be not? okay with that um in 2002 paul walker okay i can see it the blonde kind of throws me off yeah they'd have to give him a die job a little bit. Um, one of the more recent ones as a short list for Zack Snyder's Man of Steel was almost Joe Manginello. Yeah, I, that guy even kind of doesn't work as Deathstroke to me either. I don't know why, yeah. I, but okay. He's a little goofy. Um, some of the more hilarious ones, I'll, I'll rattle these off. Christian Bale was one right before yeah. Batman Begins. He was in talks to do it. And a lot of them were back in the 70s where they were really trying to figure out um, Dustin Hoffman <laughs> was in talks for Superman or Lex Luthor. They were they were down for either one, uh, but he went and made something else instead. Robert Redford, which would have been hilarious, too. Um, but Hollywood loved him. So they were like, let's do it. Burt Reynolds. Get out of here. He's got to keep the mustache, though. Yeah. Burt Reynolds, 
Yeah, they had a list of everybody who was there. It was Clint Eastwood, Steve McQueen, Nick Nolte, James Caan, John Voigt, Sam Elliott, Charles Bronson, and Sylvester Stallone, as well as Burt Reynolds, were all in the running for Superman in 1978. I'm sorry, I stopped hearing what you said after you said Sylvester Stallone. That's just what I started to do. Can you imagine? Lois! Can you imagine Sylvester Stallone as Superman? Clint Eastwood is down here and fight Lex Luthor. Like none of those people I can imagine. None of them. Schwarzenegger, who else are you going to throw out there? Yes. Sam Elliott. I love Sam Elliott, but Superman. Yeah. Those are some pretty crazy names. Yeah. So obviously we don't know. And I don't know what they're going to do. And I don't imagine them doing anything right going forward. Like mm-hmm. I really have no idea what the next Superman project's going to look like. Nobody does. And that's the problem. Like we said, him being one of the biggest names in comic books and pop culture and just not knowing the way forward. Like we got our Batman down. We got our Spider-Man down. Why is Superman such a question mark? And why is it always such a question mark? It doesn't seem to make sense. I just want them to get it right. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm going to ask as we yes. slowly push our way to, through this conversation. Mm-hmm. Do you have anybody that would be like Dreamcast? Anybody that you've ever thought of before that you were just like, God, I wish they would give him the chance to be Superman. I, I tried thinking of this recently and it's, it's hard because I just have Henry Cavill stuck in my head yeah. because he did such a great job. So it's hard to think of a modern guy right now. Like I was looking through a few names that people had and uh, a couple popped up like Matt Bonner. Uh, do you know who that is? Yeah, he, he's like got a suit. suit. I think it was an American Horror Story and he's been in a few different things. He's got a good Clark Kent Superman look to him. Yeah. Um, I can't say whether he would be good at the role or not, but that's just a name. And um, me and you talked about a little bit like, well, maybe uh, Mad Men. What's the guy? John Hamm. John Hamm, I mean, he could have been a choice if you would have maybe hit him a few years back, maybe a decade ago, uh, when Mad Men was in its prime or even before that. I mean, he he seems like a guy who could have pulled it off. But uh But it would he would have he would have pulled off like a Christopher Reeve Superman. Sure. Like he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have been able to pull off Man of Steel. No. He wouldn't be able no. to pull off like big budget, like full on. No, this is a guy, you know, this is a guy you may have had to tap to do the role like before Man of Steel, like years and years ago. Yeah. Uh, But I don't know, man, it's it's hard. It's hard when you when you try to do this fan casting thing. Why did anyone else pop out to you who you John Hamm is the one that stands out the most to me. Um, Mm -hmm. Just because he has the look that I can see. some of the other people on the list seemed interesting to try to, uh, to throw out there. Um, like I said, Jensen Eccles, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing. Honestly, him. I didn't, I didn't think about that until you mentioned it, but now I could see it. Like after, after watching the boys, like we've been and the voice and the, just the look. Yeah. He, he could definitely do it. I would be, I'd be very interested in seeing what that would, a big screen new Superman would look like. It'd be a little bit hard after now watching him be soldier boy to then watch him do a shift and be Superman um, sure. because he's, I mean, he's basically Superman on the boys. So 
more or less more or less it would it would so it'd be a little jarring but um it could work I, i could see that working so i mean it's it's hard because i don't know what I don't know what they're going to do with the character. So it's hard to be like, who's going to cast it, you know, um, and what yeah. it's going to be. So it's going to be really weird, you know, and like I said, there's all, all kinds of different conversations out there of exactly what the next Superman movie is even going to be. So it's hard to even try to guess. Yeah. The, the way that current WBDCEU is going, who knows what the next Superman project we're even going to get. There's so many conflicting reports and, you know, things that are contrary to a different story you heard before. It's, it's just very weird. We don't know what we're going to get out of Superman here with this company. And we're about to get Supergirl. Mm-hmm. So that might be enough for them to do, you know, I mean, they might just try to work with that because we know she's, she's going to be in the flash and she's going to getting her own HBO max show. So we know that that's all coming. So Maybe that's yeah. enough for them for right now. I don't know. Shift focus, sure. So who, to wrap us up, who do you think is your favorite Superman? Ooh, man. There's a lot. And and we didn't get into too much of the TV guys, but they're there too. You know, you got your Superman and Lois, Tyler, Hodge. You said his last name earlier. I'm Hochelin. Hochelin and Tom Welling from Smallville and Dean Kane, ugh, garbage person in real life, but he played Superman. Um, <laughs> a lot of garbage people tied to this, this yeah, franchise. Most, most definitely, but and we talked about the movies. There's there's so many, but I mean, I'm still a whew, man, it's tough. I just like Man of Steel so much. And I, I it, this might be recency bias because it's the newest, but I just love Henry Cavill, man. And I, I think if he would have got the shot that if he would have had the the right screenplay, the right tone and everything, I just think he would be the ideal Superman. You know what I mean? Um, I, I agree with you because I remember we had a couple of movies. I don't remember exactly when that was, but when they when I first watched Tyler Hoechlin do it on Supergirl when they were like, Hey, CW is getting a Superman. And I watched those like premiere two episodes of Supergirl. Cause I wanted to see Superman because I love Superman. And, um, I wanted to see that. And I watched him and I was like, why do I like him better than Henry Cavill? And mm-hmm. it all came down to, because he got to be Superman and Henry Cavill never did. Yeah. And if he would have just had that chance he would be the best he would and it's just it's just so crazy that you just have to go back to like i said i still don't think anybody's done it better than christopher reeve i hear you yeah and i just don't know if that but i just don't know if that character can exist on the big screen in 2022 yeah it's rough and for me it's a coin flip between henry cavill and christopher reeve honestly it really is um oh yeah you talk to me after i watch man of steel then that's a whole different conversation um, yeah but i just always remember like i said when i watched tyler hochelin do it and i that's my first thought was going why can't henry cavell be this superman he would no. be amazing and that's just what always holds it back is just it's just he just never really got to yeah he was just had too many marks against him of being he was a perfect cast bad script yep 
bad script, bad tone, bad, I, bad, not, it just, it was Man of Steel. I love the movie, but it just didn't. Oh yeah. It didn't fit the tone of, of a super, what a Superman movie could have been and should have been. And, see, and that movie was the closest. Yeah. It had, you know, it had Jonathan Kent in there, good old Kevin Costner doing his thing, teaching him everything. Like it was the closest to Superman being Superman that he got to do. Because then after that, once we got, he just brooded through the next two movies. So it yeah. just wasn't, well, he was dead for the third movie. But <laughs> Batman versus Superman, the official like Man of Steel 2, he yeah, just was- brooded through that and said, why am I even here? What's going on? He had no hope. And, you know, that was rough. It was rough. And just to piggyback off you real quick before I forget the Tyler Hoechlin, um, I haven't. I'll I'll admit that I have not watched. I only think I watched the first two episodes of that series. Yeah. But uh, very early in the first episode, I think there's a scene where his Superman saves a little boy, and the boy looks at him and he's like, "I like your costume," and he says, "Thanks, my mom made it." And when I saw that, I was like, "Yep." He's Superman. That's yep. exactly what Superman would say to a little boy. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that's, the, that's the kind of tone that Man of Steel should have had. Yeah, I 100%. And I, I put on, while preparing for this episode, that was kind of what I watched. I put a couple of those episodes on. It, it, the show's not for me, but him as Superman is really good. The CW shows, they just, I, I can't get into them, but he just, he, he really is doing a good job with that character. So it's just crazy. Like I said, it's crazy that the TV, I don't know if they can just get away with being nice and the movies doesn't want that. They want everything to be dark or what it is, but they just always seem to get the character right on TV or at least closer. So definitely agreed. Just crazy. So what do you all think about Superman? Who is your favorite Superman? Do you care to see Superman? Do you like Superman? Do you want to see, do you want more Henry Cavill? Do you want dark Superman? Do you want, Right, Superman. Let us know over on Twitter or Instagram at Raise the Geek or shoot us an email at raisethegeekgmail.com. Absolutely. Let us know what you think. We love the character. We just want him to work. We just want him to work in the movies. That's all we really want. So I want it so here, much. Here's hoping. I have very little hope. I got no S on my chest. <laughs> uh, good I one. Just, I got it. <laughs> yeah, I just can't. I just can't imagine them. I just can't imagine any of these studios going with that but i i would love to be proven wrong i would love my pessimism to get smushed out but that's conversation for another day and i think that's gonna do it for us this week so for raise the geek i'm chris and i'm Don. and thanks for checking out the show where geek is all we speak 